Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. This is John Wascavage. And this is Matt Koplick. And this is... Broadway Breakdown, and today we have a very special guest with us. Ooh. She's so fancy. Who is it? Who's that girl? They want to know. Who's that girl? What's that scene? Is she the dancing queen? Oh my god, it's me, Natalie Walker. It's Natalie Walker. We are so excited to have her with us today. She is a social media mogul. I mean, honestly, like a mogul. you are a mogul, yeah. a oh. maven. You are you are a comedian extraordinaire. You, you make Aubrey Plaza look like a piece of shit. Oh, stop <laughs> it! You do to Twitter what Vanessa Williams does to clothes and Ugly Betty. Ooh, never received a higher compliment than that. So, Natalie, yeah, I, the, the first time I was introduced to you was. And I think, you know, it really kind of like blew up super all over, all over Twitter was your lovely All I Want for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Alto yeah. performance. Really mellifluous, uh, dulcet tones dulcet of All tones. I Want for Christmas is Honestly. You, uh, Alto 2 line. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was brilliant. It was, it was I, like, <laughs> do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because honestly, sure. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about it. If you've never watched this, and if you do not follow her on social media, what's your handle? I'm at nwalks everywhere. Yes, so please follow her. But this video, I mean, tell me about it. What inspired you? What was going on in the social, like, in the realm of the world where you were like, I need to make this video for change? Right, <laughs> for change, yes. Um. Well, like, every year I hear all I want for Christmas is you like it's an iconic Christmas jam um and this past year especially it's wild that like we're getting close to Christmas again um but last year I started doing this thing like as soon as we heard it as soon as it would like play at parties or in Starbucks or Mm -hmm. whatever um, to annoy my friends, I would just do the alto two line because I obviously did chorus yeah. in high school. And obviously, like my freshman year, I didn't realize that saying you were an alto meant consigning yourself to like never doing. It's about parts three you notes. Want. It's about three yeah. notes that you get to and play And so, with. like, I went into high school chorus with hubris, and I was like, the fact that I know <laughs> I'm an alto, they're going to be like, this girl's a star. And then we were, like, gearing up for the winter concert, and my teacher was like, we're doing all I want for Christmas is you. And I was like, oh, yes, it's my time, baby. I'm going to be killing it. And then we learned it, and I was on the alto two line, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, my part bears only like a tangential resemblance to music. Yes. And so I like learned it and I did it. And then, like this past year, for some reason, whenever I heard it at any place or event, I would just do it. And my friends were like, Natalie, we hate this. Stop doing this bit. We don't like it. And then I was home, and I, I'm from Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. Like, most of my actual friends from high school do not live there anymore. And so when I go home, I'll maybe see, like, two people that I sure. know. And otherwise, I'm just, like, left to my own devices. Sure. So it was, like, the one night Same. 
the one night that I was like getting ready to go hang out with friends and they were late. And so I was just like sitting (laughs) in front of my tree and I was like all dolled up and I was like, I'm going to just see if we have like a karaoke track. And I found a karaoke track on YouTube and I was like, I'm just going to do this while I wait for them. And then I did it. And then we all went out to dinner and then I posted it while we went out to dinner. And then I like woke up the next morning and it was a thing. And a star was born. A star, a star was, was born. born. Honestly, I think, that, I think that the best bits in life come out of moments that people hate. Yes. Like, like if everyone, if everyone looks at something you're doing, they go, I hate that. You're like, yeah. I'm going to, I have to develop yes. this. Oh, I think my favorite <laughs> response to me always is whenever I'll like say or do something and someone will just go, Natalie. Yes. Also, me also, Natalie. With, me like also as well with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's exactly like what, yeah. like same. Yeah. I, I get told that, that people hate me so much on a frequent, like daily basis mm-hmm. that that has just become like, I love you. It fuels me. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also really enjoyed the the idea of the alto hubris. Like, the, it's such a thing. Yeah. Like, you get up in the morning, you put on your eponine coat, your little cap, and you're yeah. like, I'm ready to be an alto. I'm ready to go. And they give you one note. Mm-hmm. They give me that one note. And then I don't I relate to up. any of this, by the way. Everyone's loved every single thing I've ever Goodbye. done. Goodbye. Um, cool. Goodbye. And that was our episode for the day. Thank you so Thank much you for joining <laughs> Okay. Well, so Miss Natalie's also in an off-Broadway plea. She is. It's called Poofs. Puffs. <laughs> Poofs. <laughs> For seven Poofs. increasingly eventful years at a certain school of magic and magic. Oh, are you not allowed to say it? It's a full the... title. No, we are not. We are <gasps> oh, not the right to, to parody, say. but only so much. Yeah, wait, exactly. so wait, so what so what do you get? Like how far can you guys go in terms of We can say Harry, we can say we can't say full names. Okay. The, the character is named Mr. Voldy. Mm. He mm-hmm. whose name that we try not to say uh-huh. is <laughs> legally. He whose name that we try not to say is what we call Mr. Voldy. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's very wild. So is it the entire thing just like all the seven books from the perspective of the Hufflepuffs? Yes, okay. it's a full Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I love experience. That. Yeah, I, it's yeah. Island of Misfit Toys, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. It's so delightful. That's fantastic. And everyone's playing a billion parts. Yeah. And yeah. So are you, according to Pottermore or other quizzes, are you a, a, a are you, can you even call them Hufflepuffs? Do you have to call them like Poofle Poofs? We call like... them Puffs. Ah. It's the, pu- the houses are Puff, Brave, <laughs> Smart, and Snake. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. So I have done the Pottermore. I always fancied myself. A Slytherin. Now that I'm not talking about like yeah. the show specifically, yeah, sure. I can say exactly. I, I fancied myself a Slytherin. I took Pardamore and they have said I am a Ravenclaw twice. Yeah, and sure. I and then I was like, yeah, that's true. Cause I think I am a Ravenclaw who built a protective outer layer of Slytherin. Ooh. I think yeah. that's sort of my deal. Cause I was like a huge nerd. Yeah. Got bullied like real hard in elementary school. And then I think I was like, all right. It's my supervillain origin story. There you go. People wrote on the bathroom walls, like, Natalie Walker is an ugly bitch. And, like, (gasps) yeah. And that was in, like, fourth grade. It was very wild. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so then I... Virginia. Virginia does not play. Yeah. They're like, why are her teeth fucked up? And I was like, I'm trying my best, guys. (laughs) Um, She has a beautiful smile, so... You all yeah. Oh, it's only because I'm now anal retentive about <laughs> yeah. I wear my retainer every single night. Uh, yeah. Me yeah. too. I still I'm do. I'm a monster. Yeah. yeah. Well, because kids just are fucking terrible, man. Like they're the worst. I feel like all origin yes. stories come from like elementary school, not even high school. Yeah. Elementary school is really where the seeds are planted. In fourth grade Hebrew school, I was called faggot a lot, oh, like in front of the teacher. It was oh stupid. God. I, I this to- is New Jersey, people. This is like technically democratic New Jersey. I went to elementary school in the basement of a church called Ebenezer Faith Christian School. Ebenezer Faith. And I do not think it was a real school. It eventually was closed by the mm. government when I was in sixth grade. So I wasn't bullied as was much as I cult? was brainwashed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were there like Polaroids of you on a, on a wall or something? Yeah, no, I don't think it was in a cult per se. Um, but jury's still out. Who knows? Jury's out. Jury's out jury's on cult. Jury's out. Honestly, we're waiting. <laughs> Absolutely. Mean, waiting for that verdict, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was just told that, like, evolution was a lie, but, what? but like, no real damage. No, none. No <laughs> wasn't, sort wasn't of long-term bullied. stuff. 
Yeah, I just, I, yeah. So, Natalie, what was the first Broadway show you ever saw? Ooh, let me think. (laughs) I, I believe, I believe the first Broadway show I ever saw was Lion King. Mm-hmm. I know I saw a tour of Les Mis very early on, and I saw what I believe... It was either Beauty and the Beast or Lion King, but I think Beauty and the Beast was a tour. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the memory that I don't have as much as it has been told to me so many times that I feel like I remembered it is that I was sitting on the aisle at Lion King on my family's, like, trip to New York, and I was sitting on the aisle at Lion King, and they came in the audience, and I wept, and I hated it. I was so upset. Oh, no, 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 no. I only, I loved the rest of it, but then they came in the audience, and it ruined sure. my entire experience because I was so scared. Oh, no. I was so scared. You would have those hated cats. For oh, the, yeah, for I know. Yeah. But then I finally saw cats this year. I had never seen cats before this year, and I finally saw it, and I uh, lived for it. What was your sobriety level when you saw it? Oh, not, Great. not. Good. Not. Yeah. Not, very much not. Yes. yes. Um, and I was just so enamored of the way that that show does not care if you know what's happening. No. It doesn't care. And it, I love it. It's so much more avant-garde than like the fact that it has it this is. reputation as like a tourist trap or whatever, I think is so funny. Oh. Fucking phone. Matt My has God. a phone call. Is it your a, people? He has a landline too. It's actually... I literally pressed every button to see if it would make it stop. And instead, no, and just, just waited it out. That was literally Andrew Lloyd Webber being like, I heard you were talking hey, about cats. Hey, what's up? <laughs> he was like, hey, heard we're talking hello? about cats? Heard we're talking cats? Yeah. Um, it is though on Vaughn Guard. Yes, uh, and it has, it's literally the plot of the show is just meat cats yeah meet some cats it's the world's like weirdest <laughs> every cat, cats. Every cat <laughs> steps cats. forward and tells me its story and i'm honestly some of them are very interesting stories well well you know you know that each each uh, like we only see part of their backstories yeah. when you get into the cast of cats they sit you down and they tell you like a deeply rooted um story about your specific cat um uh, what what is uh, it? What, one one of them? Um, her backstory is that she, I'm not making this up. No. I have this. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. Um, one of the cat's backstory is that she was raped by Mr. Mistopheles. No, McCavity. 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 Like that's literally like they they sit you down with like the cat's Bible and they're like, so this is is one of her name like Bumblerina. But what's it? One of the two. Yeah, one of the two women. One of the two women who's saying McCavity. Wow. And that's her backstory. And not only that, Trevor Nunn. Take that fucking Hamilton. Also, this other one, Trevor Nunn goes to each cat specifically with three adjectives for that cat that, like, he doesn't even make up on the spot. Like, this is, these have been, like, the three adjectives since the show started. And he's like, you are fluffy, you are bumbly, and you are insightful. And it's like, what? Like, two that make sense for a cat, and then one that's like, I'm sorry, hmm? What? That's... Down to, like, the last kitty kit. That is... Bonkers, isn't it? It's like that you are hungry. Next, <laughs> you are scratchy. You are a Nazi survivor. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh! You hate baths. You hate mice, and you love French literature. Although I will say, I did hear once. I don't know. I think this actually happened. You're filled with profound existential dread at every moment of every day. And you carry that out by licking your paw constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, have, have you guys heard of this production of Cats that apparently happened where they did no costumes at all and they were dressed as if they were in a mental ward? Shut up. That ins- is, no, that has been my dream project since I was in fourth grade. You're shut the fuck up. Yeah, that I'm pretty sure it actually happened. A friend of mine who's obsessed with cats told me about it and I was like, I can get into that. Like, honestly, yeah. if it was like, crazy people was, thinking that they were cats. You know, that was my idea. And McCavity was going to be like it's a nurse ratchet. one of my friends did something like that. One of my friends is a faculty member at Performing Arts Project. Uh-huh. And apparently, like, he told me they did some production of Cats that was, like, a weird experimental thing because they were, like, so told they had to, like, work on Cats with the kids or something. And he was, like, working with this director and he was the MD. And, oh, my God, I need to ask him. I need to ask him about this because truly that it's insane. And now that I have seen... 
the show, I'm like, yeah, yeah I do want to see it. Yeah. I do want to see a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest situation. Exactly. And, like, Isabella is just, like, hung from the ceiling. She doesn't go to the heavy side player. They oh just, my. like, hang her. That was, that was, that, on, John, that was my fourth I grade dream a, project, was that they all I just kill her. I opened a can of worms yeah. and a can really of did. cats. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. Should, should we get back to Broadway somehow? May, Are there Broadway? any sure, qu- yeah. questions to be asked? There are so many questions to be well, discussed. I'm only interested because Natalie's like a fountain of knowledge and has so many wonderful opinions. Natalie, for everyone who's interested, and I know it's at least six of you out there, uh, I thought I was alone in the world uh, when I was super obsessed with Audra McDonald's in my early teen years. <sighs> Luckily, I found Miss Natalie Walker during Jeez. those years. And I will never forget, uh, Natalie and I, Natalie was in town, in New York, you went to go see 110 in the Shade, I had seen it the previous night, but I stayed with you so we could stage for her together, and we had told Audra McDonald how, it wasn't that year's Tonys, I think it was the previous year's Tonys, where Mm -hmm. she came out super, like, toned and jacked, and her hair was sleek and beautiful, Uh. and Natalie coined the term, sit down, Audra McDonald, and it just stuck with me forever yeah. and we told her that and i'm pretty sure she was like okay thanks These and she children are absolutely uh, off the rails mm-hmm. but no and that performance like that night was so special to me because seeing her in one in the shade was the moment i knew i loved theater i knew i was uh super interested in theater but that performance was the performance that i was like this is not a hobby for me it was my sophomore year of high school and like i was going to stage door and loving stage door and loving theater but i was like this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. I want to pursue this for real. It's not just like a fun thing for me to do yeah. in high school. Um, like old maid finished and I was like, ah, right. I must. We all talk about raunchy, but like old, old maid. maid is an aria and she, oh my God, it was devastating. And oh my God, she's that performance. Yeah. That performance and like, every single one of her performances though absolutely every that, single time you know that might have been the year that was the season that i really entered my like element of gayness because we had audra in 110 we Christine had Eversole, yeah in gray gardens in gray yeah gardens, which i yes. saw the closing night of and i don't think i've ever been the same since yeah um like my butthole is still trying to close up from that performance right right uh, we also had donna murphy it was like poppers it was, <laughs> it was like, exactly like yeah. poppers yeah um which weirdly, Warpaint had the opposite effect for me. So there we go. Oh wow! Yeah, um, yeah. John and I discussed the disappointment of Warpaint last week. Uh, did you see it? I did. I did. I had a blast at Warpaint. I don't think Warpaint like was trying to be anything like more than it was. It like it was to like be more paint. here is it was a diva delivery paint. service. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Like I don't think it's life-altering but i was like these women sound fucking unbelievable they do um but also i mean i also am getting frustrated with um like older white men telling stories about women and being like it's feminist because it's about women and i'm like but you have literally no women involved in your show that aren't just like singing their tits off for you yeah like get give me a female director give me a a dramaturg like give me someone and that's why i'm also like cautious about the this devil wears prada musical i'm like you need a woman on this team Mm -hmm. you need a woman on this team and the pretty woman musical that's That's an all-male oh is that as well yeah that's an all that's that as well yeah Uh, it's funny you say that because i that was that's probably the root of what bothered me about war paint because i couldn't i also couldn't truly enjoy it as a diva worship because I also thought that the music was sort of frustrating. Anytime it really started to get going, it would stop. Yes. And then I'd be like, God damn it. But it was so much of like, I don't It's like, it was almost like a Rashomon kind of situation. They never really got together throughout the show. And I always felt like all of the intentions the writers had were admirable, but there was zero true insight to it. All the songs mm-hmm. were there like that. If I'd been a man and face to face and all that stuff. I was like, I feel like it's like, these are the right ideas, but it's not really getting to the heart of it mm-hmm. and i think that was what sort of frustrated war paint yeah for me i don't know i i can't truly comment because a woman's 
experience in the world is not my own. But I will say that watching it, I didn't feel like I had any more insight to it. Right. Yeah. Um, I just left it being like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why, why, yeah. Why did I watch this other than like Patty and Corey's Christine? Patty yeah. and Christine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've both been in shows before where I feel like that were that were still flawed, but much better at kind of digging deeper. Right. Um, I mean, like, it's, I mean, it's the same people who did Great Gardens. And I yeah. thought that that was a much better uh, depiction of two women and like the hardships that women face in the world for sure absolutely yeah um and also of that season we also had another musical that really delved deep into womanhood which was legally blonde oh starring laura balbundi absolutely oh. mm-hmm. speaking of poppers i mean that's just uh, like courtney take your break <laughs> take your break courtney Kill yourself. <laughs> Say it anytime. The next time you're doing a sing through of "Oh My God, You Guys," I know that Courtney so take like, your break has hour. become iconic. But Cor- like saying Courtney kill yourself is the funniest thing in the world to me. My friend Jordan used to do it all the time. Jordan Firstman, who we mm-hmm. went to Stage Door Manor with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like a bit that he started years ago, and it never fails to make me laugh. That's hysterical because it scans so perfectly. And just the, that K sound, that double K of Courtney and Kill is really Everyone knows really, that K is the funniest sound. Really <laughs> strong. It's the funniest letter. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, 30 Rock. Thanks, Thank 30 yeah, Rock. Yeah, that's so, that's so Jordan, though, to come up with that. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Yes. Um, it's so dark. Yeah. Oh, you got an email. That's oh, wow. on a computer that's not your own. Cybersecurity forum. Um, now, oh, sorry, let me know. set the scene for everybody here. Yes. Uh, in case everyone thinks that we are, like, of course, in some glamorous studio no with a, so a million that. phones <laughs> all right. for me. No one um, thinks that. Shut Ah. We are in like a very glamorous apartment. Yes, it's true. And that's totally mine. That is so yours that we live. You just swan around I like do. Norma Desmond. I do own a couple of robes. I was gonna say he's yeah. literally. You should see him. He's wearing a silk bath robe right now, like yes. rabbit we're fur all, trim. We're all in kimonos. <laughs> we are in kimonos. All yeah. in kimonos, and I am just wearing heavy eye makeup, and I am a turban. Yeah, a turban and shaved my head off to look bald. That's something I never really truly understood about Sunset Boulevard is when she like would take off her wig and be like it would all just be like wiry white hair underneath. I'm like, she's fifty, she's not ninety two. Yeah, but the stress. Look at little Edie. Yeah, but like, was that what did it? I don't know. Or also in that era, fifty was very different from our fifty. Well, yeah, but Mm -hmm. but even I would say I I don't know. I feel like are you saying in the movie Sunset Boulevard or in the show? The show. Okay. I I mean, even the show, the movie, even Gloria Swanson. Like, yes, she's fifty, but she still doesn't look like she's big eighty in the bed. Right. Um, And I know that's part of the theme of the film. Also, Glenn is. Well, yes. But no, if you even... 17? She's 17? She's 17 Salome. (laughs) 17 Salome. If you watch a not totally legal video of Miss Betty Buckley in the original, it's the same thing, though. Like, in Act 2, at one point, she, like, takes off the wig, and it's all white. I'm like, excuse you. Yeah. Um, Like, there's... That's just not great to, like, doll up your leading actress in as horrifying makeup as possible and be like, it's because she turned 50. Right, right. Um... But well, once again, all men. Yeah. <laughs> all men on the team. Baby. All men on the team, that baby. some female directors Natalie that you uh, look to as sort of driving forces right now ooh Lee Silverman yes I really adore I really think she is so brilliant um who else who else who else oh how Rachel motherfucking Chavkin oh, 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 queen of the world oh. I'm still livid <laughs> I'm still Pissed. livid that was the one like I generally try to not like put down I, I try not to put sure. down things on Twitter. I try to like put I try to really focus on the stuff that I'm obsessed with. Yes. Sure. And then like especially now because the thing with the Alto video is that a lot of the people that that resonated with are like teens that love yeah. theater. And so if I don't like some show that's like a teen followers favorite show, like I don't want to shit on that and then have them like 
feel stupid yeah, or of yeah like if you're falling in love with theater like i want young people to fall in love with theater All right. like the, whatever special to you but that was the one thing on tony's night where i was like fuck rachel chapkin losing this yep. is garbage yeah. rachel chapkin is the most brilliant director around yes. right now and she is Agreed. yeah Agreed. and oh god i saw the way that she made because you and i both saw comet at the tent yeah. on 14th street and seeing the way that she was able to make the imperial theater feel like the tent on 14th street in the best possible way like it is astounding to me it is an astounding achievement and yeah will be legendary Absolutely. is like a his is it, an an historic achievement i'm sorry i'm a scholar on the pod right now You're, you are such a scholar I do not get off the pod girl you're yeah. on the pod she's in her kimono she's drinking her tea oh. with a little chihuahua in her oh, in her in her in her arms no i i totally agree with you on that um lee silverman rachel chapkin absolutely um, you know who I enjoy thoroughly for like a good musical theater entertainment night? Who? Kathleen Marshall. Yes. I wouldn't necessarily say she has like the vision of a Rachel Chapkin, but she knows how to make a musical stop and start on time. Absolutely. She does. Like a Swiss watch. Yes. I yes. enjoy thoroughly. Um, would what is a project that you would like to see take off the ground as a musical that you think would maybe uh, be a really good platform for women in the insight to their Ooh, I, don't know how, I don't know how to end that sentence, that's so great, I thought I'm hoping you would stop me. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Um, I truly, I would love if A League of Their Own would happen. And, like, I know Jason Robert Brown is supposed to write it right now, but I would really love if there was, like, an all-female creative team yeah. that was doing that. I think yeah, that's... Get to story on that. Yeah. That's get, hot. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. she's actually my personal favorite yeah. modern composer right now. Sorry, Lynn. Sorry, Adam Gettle. But like, she just consistently every time she's like knocked me sideways. Yes. Yes. Um, is, is he still writing that? I thought there was something recently where he wasn't, or like the rights. It was announced. Or... I don't. I didn't hear about rights getting pulled, but it, I might also be getting. I was good. He's probably just doing something. Well. He was. He was just so sidetracked by Prince of Broadway, that huge endeavor. Sorry, I said I wasn't going to be snark anymore. Such I apologize. a tremendous <laughs> endeavor. Oh, also, I mean, I'm trying to think, because that's just sort of like a dream thing, but mm-hmm. um, there's there's a musical called Teeth. It's a musical adaptation of the movie. That's truly this. one of my favorite things. I'm obsessed with the book writer for it, and that was my way in. Um, the book writer is this uh, writer, Michael R. Jackson, who oh, yeah. is so brilliant, one of my favorite 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 new musical theater composers everything he does is just like please go look him up he has a song called judith where the chorus is i will follow follow my judith light through the darkness and it yes oh yeah and we all collectively climax it's it and it is worthy of that reaction Mm -hmm. it is so good please please i'm like the biggest fangirl for him so that's what that's what got me there and then the music and lyrics are written by a woman named anna k jacobs who now because of teeth i am in love with and teeth is brilliant if you don't know the movie uh it's a movie about a young teenage christian woman like very sweet christian girl who uh, finds out when her boyfriend tries to force her to have sex that uh, her vagina has teeth and will clamp down and murder men. Yeah. And it is... Tale as old as time, really. Tale as old as time. And it's become like this cult yes. hit of yeah. horror. And the musical version is so brilliant. They just did a concert at 54 Below. I just, I could not love it more. I'm guessing it's a, it's, it's a right comedy, now. correct? Yes. Yes. Yes, but there are some, like, really great and powerful moments that, like, sneak up on you and surprise you. Elise Allen Lewis played the uh, lead in the... She's, like, played the lead every time I've seen it. Um, she was just in Amelie. Like, she's a brilliant, brilliant actress, and she really finds, like, such 
powerful moments in the midst of all this like insanity. I think it's really, really great. I mean, I'm all for comedies that have some depth to it, and I yeah, I think that's a great choice. I Anna Jacobs, she wrote a musical, I believe, about Andy Warhol. Is that? Possibly. Oh, is that pop? pop. Oh, yes. Pop. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, I never saw it, but I had a couple of friends who sang Up Your Ass, which I thought was like such an interesting song. And I was like, I want to hear more. Oh, my, my, friend, my, yeah. friend, my friend did a regional production of it starring opposite um, Anthony Rapp. So, you know, like okay. no name people, uh, and, but in Pittsburgh where Andy Warhol's from. And so I, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I heard such awesome things about it. Oh, oh I'll have to look up more of her stuff. I, yeah. Yep, both of them are just the How best. do you feel right now about the current state of musical theater? Do you feel pretty, like, solid about it, though? I have gained a lot more faith in it very recently. My sort of deal is I grew up obsessed with musical theater, and then through Stage Door, I sort Stage of Door saw... Manor. Stage Door Manor. plug, plug. And I, like, loved doing musicals at Stage Door and stuff, but then I saw a lot of like older friends from stage door, I would see them go to college and major in musical theater and stay like the exact same person that they were at stage door and just sort of frozen in time. And I knew I wanted to be in New York. And, um, and so I like saw all of that and I was just like, I think I want to not do musicals in college. And so I went to NYU and I went to Adler. They like ask you, uh, at your audition for NYU, like what studio you're most interested in. And I had a few friends that were at Adler. And so I was like, I would love to be an Adler. So I spent all four years. And it was also at a time when I felt like most new musicals, there was not a place for me. Like I'm very charactery. I'm very weird. Like I belt, but I like don't belt like a high age. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the, um, current, you, the, the current minimum requirement. Yeah, for exactly. Exactly. Theater. And so, and I like don't have that much of like a pop rock mm-hmm. sound or like folky or whatever. And so I was just like, cool, I'm just going to like avoid that for a while. And then didn't miss it at all in college. Like really, truly did not miss musicals. Like I would see some every now and then and be like, that was cute. That was fun. But wasn't in love with anything happening. And then I went and I did Summerstock. I did like a play in Summerstock. And then I got back and Comet at the tent on 14th Street was the first thing I saw. And I was like, wait, new musicals are good (laughs) and I freaked out and ever since then like seeing Comet's journey has honestly really reinvigorated my hope and faith in musical theater and also I started getting involved at Musical Theater Factory Mm -hmm. um, because our friend Larry has been there from the beginning and Larry started being like hey like I'm doing this thing at Musical Theater Factory and I was like what is that and I went and I just fell so in love with the whole vibe. Shakina Nafak, who plays Lola on Difficult People, is yeah. like the most inspiring woman in the world. Um, she, I was so inspired by her, and I just kept going back to MTF things. And I met all of the people who have now become like my favorite artists. Like that's where I met Michael R. Jackson. Like I, it, seeing all of those people and seeing those people that I met literally like the original musical theater factory was in a porn studio in Midtown. Like it was a gay porn studio during the day. And then like weekends MTF would like take it over for events, like clean the floor and then like (laughs) do, do an event there. Um, and so, and that was like 2014 and it was like this thing where you're seeing all of this new work in process. And now I'm seeing these people that I met there that I was like, Oh, this person is so cool and great. And now it's like, Oh, they just won a Larson award. And like the world is catching up. And so now I feel a lot of hope about musicals. It's, it's super difficult. in like the current musical theater theater world to not get like caught up in those feelings as like the older that you get to be like, why are there so many, like hidden gems that still haven't been discovered because 
because of YouTube, which like, you know, thank God for social media, thank God for all of that. But because of that, we've seen a greater success rate for people at younger ages. These kids are graduating at 21, 22, going on getting Broadway contracts. And so the messy comparison game is like awful to play. But like, it, it's something that you learn. And I, I'm guessing kind of kind of what, like you were saying, you you meet these people. And it's so amazing to like, watch them journey watch them struggle for a like a decade yeah. even and and just and just be like it makes it so much more worth it truly no and that, like i oh my god michael i'm gonna like have to just send michael this and be like sorry that i gush over you the whole time but michael like i watched his work and i was like this is the most brilliant human being alive what and then i i uh ran into him this was like 2015 like early 2015 I saw Larry do a concert of a show called A Strange Loop that Michael has been working on for a very long time that is semi-autobiographical about his time working as an usher at the Lion King while trying to also be a writer (laughs) and it's literally a cast of all black gay men that play every part in the show so there's like a white agent and there's like this old white lady that falls down the stairs at the Lion King and it's like brilliant and the score is so uh, versatile and unbelievable Um, but I saw Larry do a song from it in a concert and I was like so bowled over by it and then I was walking out of uh, like some improv class the next day and I saw Michael on the street and I was like, hi, I'm so sorry. Are you, are you Michael R. Jackson? And he's like, yes. And he's with these two other people. And I was like, hi, I'm, uh, I just saw your concert last night. Like, I'm such a fan of you. I think you're so brilliant. He was like, oh, thank you so much. And these other two people are like staring at him. And I found out later, cause we became friends like later that day, they were like his coworkers at his office job. They had like no idea that he like, <laughs> was a writer that yeah. he like did this and were, they were just like oh you're famous I guess and then after that I would like see him post about this shitty fucking horrible office job that he was working while trying to make this happen and I was like no but the whole world needs to know that you're the best <laughs> and now he like just got a Lincoln Center fellowship oh, like he amazing. won the Larson a couple months back and like it really I cried when he won when I found out he won the Larson because it is this thing of like oh yes something good in the world is happening and oh yeah it's really it's really exciting when you see like those people that you have been waiting for the world to wake up to absolutely yeah totally completely Mm. I agree Mm. I love that I love that all so much that's so wonderful um what was the question? <laughs> what? <laughs> what were we saying? No, um, no. I mean, that's that's so awesome. Yeah, I I am familiar with with a good amount of his work. So, mm-hmm. world out there, look him up. Send him some views. Send him some love. Create buy, new fans. Buy that sheet music. Buy that sheet music. Yeah, yes, come on, guys. Do not do not scab. Do not with your little trading sites. Don't do that. Don't do it. Support new artists. It really it's it's so helpful. Yes. And if you scab or like try to trade you might get a message from jeff blumenkrantz who you will then later work with in life and then be like and then you'll cower in the corner being like oh my god did he realize that he messaged me when i was a young kid yelling at me for for trading his sheet music oh my god true story actually happened to me that is wild yeah he's also a stage door alum by the way yeah um he so when so Quick backstory of how I met Natalie Walker was at renowned theater camp, Stage Door Manor. Training Center. Training Center. Training Center. I'm sorry, Training Center. Sorry, 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 sorry. Literally, like, the list of alums is so long that we could be here all day and also just makes me feel terrible. I'm like, well, I... Where do I rank in the list of alums? Probably don't like Don't compare yourself. Don't I always look sideways. It's a problem. That's why my neck is fucked up. So... I think if I murder someone, I'll be on the notable alums list. So I think that's gonna. Be I don't my, think that's right. You've been on way. the. You've been on the TV. You've you've done the things. Oh, I want. Yeah, I want to talk about that in a second. Oh, so yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Well, oh, who Natalie? Um, but who, what? the the summer that Natalie and I met was actually like a very big summer at Stage Door. It was the thirtieth anniversary. Yes. Or twenty fifth anniversary, yes, or something like that. That was my first um, 
here. And they rented out this big theater in one of the hotels in the Catskills, which is apparently making a comeback now. But at the time we were there was very Nothing much yeah was happening. The land the time forgot. Yes. Um. And so it was. It was, imagine the resort from Dirty Dancing became the resort from The Shining. It's sort of that situation. Yes. Perfect. Perfect and, strip. Yeah. And all right. So, but they, they got as all these alums to come back to perform and tell anecdotes. And Zach Braff was there with Mandy Moore because they were both alums, but also were kind of dating at the time. It was strange. Oh, yes. Right? It was crazy oh, pants. God. And they had them both come up to like tell stories. And Zach Braff was a real alum. He had been there for years. Yeah. But Mandy Moore was there for like two summers once yeah. when she was 10. And she was like, I did Joseph. Bye. <laughs> but Jeff Blumenkrantz sang my book, his one of his really big yeah. songs that Audra does all the time. And I just I had never heard the song before. I didn't know that Audra did it. Yeah. And I just like fell out of my chair. It was yeah. great. But yeah, he's such an awesome guy and anytime i see him in anything my eyes just like go wide he's one of those people where like they, they're in so much like he had a guest on a will and grace yes. on 30 yeah. rock anytime i see him i'm just like jeff Lumencrantz. Jeff Lumencrantz is here he's here yeah yeah he's he's a sweetheart he's one of the nicest people to work with and he is an inspiration like literally the shit that he can still do that he just does so easily and so well and i'm like struggling to just like do half of what he does um and he's is, he's a Tony nominee too. I think he co-wrote the score for Urban Cowboy. I he did, yeah. yeah, he did, yeah. He's he's so talented. He shares that with JRB. Hey, uh, hey. Um, yeah. oh, sorry, you were saying. No, uh, wait, 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 wait. no, you were saying. I was saying, right? I'm oh, sorry. I was I was continuing my my backstory with Natalie Walker. Yes, yes. we yes. did uh, the very first stage door production of Aida together. Absolutely, we oh, did. Boy. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh boy! Oh boy! They yeah. literally lined up the entire ensemble, all of the women in the ensemble, the first day. And every cute girl in the ensemble, they said, handmaiden, 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 get to me, soldier, baby. Yeah. I was a soldier. I held down that tenor line on Fortune yeah. Family. Yeah, really did. Well, it also should be noted, we, another email, it should also be noted, mm-hmm. this was a production of Aida where there were so few boys in the ensemble that even though I was technically the pharaoh, I also was a Nubian slave. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. I also had a costume that was pure white. It was a white oh shawl, white God. white skirt, and a giant white headdress with a red and with a red and blue line traveling down the middle of it. And I make my entrance on stage. I'm like on this big catwalk, and I have to enter because I'm the pharaoh. So important with my two lines. And after the show, one of our friends came up to me and goes, Matt. You looked like a giant tampon up there. Oh. And then it w- could not be unseen. Could not be unseen. Could not oh, be unseen. Plug it up, Terry. It was plug, plug it, it up. up. It was my first like role at Stage Show 2, so I was so excited. I was like, I have lines. Uh, I think that was the only show we actually ever did together. Yeah. Um, I remember the next you year. you were more comfortable with movement than I was. I was in every <laughs> show that was like, can she just park and bark? And yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And then she'll give you strong book work, honey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Natalie came back the next year, and they were like, oh, she sings so high and so well. Acid Queen, Martha and company, Fontaine. Acid Queen is, like, the most choreography that I did at Stage Door because it was, like, the first, like, part that I got. And so I, like, really committed so hard. I've never worked harder on anything than I worked on the choreography for Acid Queen because I was like... Gotta do it. Gotta do it. This is the big break. I'll never forget it. Um, But yeah, we did such very interesting shows there. That was also the same summer where I played Asian in Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yikes. That's not offensive. No. That's a good choice, Well, I'd also played Hispanic in West Side Story, so at that point they were just like, keep it going. My my friend who, when I did West Side Story at 16 years old and played Doc at theater camp, um, but it's okay. I I made out with Tony during the Mambo because we were the only two not in the Mambo. So That's that was excellent. It was my first gay kiss was during the Mambo and West Side Story oh, with Tony. It was it was a mo. Ah. Um, <laughs> it was quite a mo. Wow. You put the mo um, in a moment. But my friend who she played like she literally had to like tape down her chest. She played. She was she's black and she played a shark, a mm. boy shark. Yeah. Um, and West Side Story made her Broadway debut in Beautiful last night. Yay! So like, good dreams yeah. come true. All Absolutely. you kids, like you know, like play those gender fuck roles oh, as a yeah. teenager. Yes, bitch. Tape, tape really down do. your sexuality. Absolutely, <laughs> Our Anita in that production is now also a Larson recipient. She's a oh. singer songwriter. Uh, do you know? Oh, Shayna Tell. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Shana I Tal. love her. She was She's my amazing. very first show at Stage Door was Jekyll and Hyde, mm-hmm. and Shayna Taub was Lucy. Yes, she was. And I, it's really cool 
when the people that you idolized as a teen like uh-huh. are as amazing uh-huh. as you remember them being. Yes. Yeah. Like to see yes, Shayna and so like true. to see like Twelfth Night and mm-hmm. uh, as you like it in the park and just be like, yeah, this yeah. is. Yeah. That happened to me because she she was a replacement Mary. Uh, Princess Mary in Great Comet in the Tent towards yes, like the second Yes, that's why I went to see it. Same, same. Oh. Well, actually, no, that, no I, that, I, why did I say that? I lied. I didn't know she was in it. My friend mm-hmm. told me to go see it and I went and I saw the cast list and said Shana Tab. I was like, that can't be the same one because this girl was like a huge deal of stage door and rightfully so. She sings, she dances, she acts like a dream. She's an amazing writer. She's so smart, so lovely. Yes. And then I saw her in the show and I was like, oh, right. No, you are that good everything yeah everything she's, I love she's amazing Mary so much mm-hmm. oh my god, god. she was ugh, so brilliant belted it all and that was also when I fell in love with Philippa Sue uh, yep I I that that was my first New York theatrical gay moment from coming back from college when Philippa Sue would belt that E mm-hmm. and no one else oh when when the my moment was like when I was like loving it already and then when she's Saying the moon and the light shifted, I was like, "This is magical, and I'm falling in love." That with is, musical oh, yeah. that is a magical again. moment. Yes. I'm that, falling in love with musical theater. And that's, that's, a, that's a magical that. song. That song yeah. is just so well written yes. and beautiful and Agreed. gorgeous. And apparently, it wasn't at Ars Nova. They added it. Yeah. In the tent. Sorry, Natalie is is using my blowing mom's computer. <laughs> Natalie's using my mom's computer to record. Uh, oh my, my mom gosh! Is blowing up. Jesus. What the hell? Calm down. Um, part of me wants you to open it, but I don't actually want. No, that's, that's a not... Pandora's box. It's mostly promotional stuff. It's mostly like Food Fifty Two, Boots on the Ground. Like I don't know. None of it is like from a Sam from, yeah, being like, from "Thanks Sam for being last like, night. Thanks for the fuck sesh, baby." <laughs> oh no! Oh my! Um, <laughs> she was on a date last night too, so that actually really hits home. God. Um, yeah, when your mom has a better dating life than you, you really know that you're like not doing great. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, your mom could get it, <laughs> and she apparently is. She apparently she's getting so, it. So, um, she's not listening to this. She doesn't listen to this. We're fine. I am. I wanted to pick your brain for a second and hear yes. a little bit about. It. I mean, what you can tell about it. I'm a huge Search Party fan. <gasps> I'm a huge fan. I watched the first season of that, and I watched the first episode um, being like, oh, I've heard good things about this, and my friend uh, Bonnie Milligan was in it. I and adore Bonnie with yes, all of my heart. Same same as well. Ugh. And so I was, I was like, oh, definitely like check out this show. Bonnie's I, in Teeth, by the way. She's like done all the... That's, yeah. Okay, She's that's why like I've been... I, I was going to say, yeah. that's why I've been seeing it recently, because I was like, I feel like I, I saw someone post yes. about it super recently. But... If you have not watched the show, have you watched the show, Matt? No, but Jordan is one of the writers of it, yes, and so I, sh- I should. It's so amazing and so fantastic, and you are—you have some stuff to do in the second season yes, of it upcoming, I'm correct? Which is amazing. It's Congratulations! Like, yes. Oh, I mean, I like barely talk, but it's like the most fun possible, like under five thing to do, and I was so excited that I got to do two. Yes. Um, yeah, it's such a blast. I love the show so much. Funny story, I auditioned for the first season uh-huh. um, because there's a moment in the first season, if you haven't seen it, they're like looking for this missing girl. And at one point in the first season, they have like a candlelight vigil for the missing girl. At her and house, an, right? Yes, yes. And an acapella group sings yes. Since You've Been Gone. And yes. it's very tasteless. It's, and it's so, so amazing. It's hilarious. <laughs> And I, so Jordan like knew me and Jordan was like, we're going to call you into audition for one of the acapella girls in this. And I was like, oh, great, cool. So I go in for the audition and um, I've gotten the sides and it's literally just like doing since you've been gone and that's it. And the casting director is like, great, we're going to split you up into pairs and you'll each come in in your pair and you'll like we'll do it once with one of you doing lead and the other doing like whatever acapella sort of vocals you think would be cool and then we'll switch and so i was Pause. like so yeah. that's super difficult and a nightmare yeah it was it was Play. crazy continue it was fully crazy Jesus. so there was that already and then my partner was like i this is ostensibly the girls' college acapella group that's doing this. The woman I was with was fully 45 and must have had a remarkable headshot from 1997. 
um, on file at that casting office. So, Hashtag thanks reproductions. Yes, just like. absolutely. So, so I'm like talking to her. I go out in the hallway um, and she's like, okay, so like, how do you want to do this? Do you, do you want to teach me your version first? And I was like, head, head tilt, uh, come again. She was like old enough and out of touch with the zeitgeist enough that she didn't, she didn't know, know since, since you've been, been gone. gone was a real song. Like she thought we were supposed to make up a melody to these lyrics. I'm gripping everything that I can find yes. because this is it's wild, bonkers. Yes. So she thought we were just supposed to make up a melody to the lyrics, and I was like. Okay, I guess I'll just follow you. And we went in and she fully sang Since You've Been Gone. Like she didn't understand that the whole point is that Since You've Been Gone is like up tempo yeah. and like very poppy. She sang it like it really was like a funeral like a ballad. dirge oh, ballad. And I was song it was in same and jordan told me later they and jordan was like just so you know they ended up going with an actual acapella group for the shoot as like yeah Yeah. it makes sense and was the smart decision and he was like but just so you know charles and charles is the showrunner who jordan is also dating it happened after the show there's no nepotism afoot um but he was like, just so you know, Charles and I are obsessed with your audition video. Because <laughs> I like, it was truly the most I've ever felt like I was on like The Office or something. It's, or Parks it's, and Rec. Because I was just, it's an audition video where I'm staring into camera like, are you guys watching this? Are you guys seeing what's happening? Because I want you to know I know what's yeah. happening. And there's nothing that I could have done. Is this <laughs> audition nothing- video on... Like Vimeo? No, I wish. Someday I think maybe it'll be like a special feature in like a documentary about my life. Yeah, I was going to say, we need you to get to that point of fame where like E.T. releases unseen audition footage of Natalie Walker. Yes. And one of my favorite moments was Bonnie and I went to rap party we went to rap party together because we were like, let's just hold each other and be like, hi, we're here. We were in it, I promise. Um, and we ended up getting so wasted and talking to John Early extensively about how Bernadette Peters is the best Rose and Gypsy. <gasps> An extensive discussion mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. He is He is so yeah. wonderful. He's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That man. It's That performance is so wild. So that- incredibly good. Well, I cannot wait to watch you on this. I, I was so excited when I saw that. Oh, I hope I hope my lines don't get cut, but they won't. I feel like I did enough. I did enough uh, cartoonish face acting that like you'll s- at least see my re- yeah. reaction. You'll have things. screen time. You've paid your dues by standing in an audition room while a woman improv since you've been gone. So. Like you've paid your dues. They yeah. can at least give you that. Yes. Great chapter for your memoir. Actually, yes. one day. Yes. Um, I, wa- not, I mean, we were given this exit to back to the Broadway highway, so I would like to get back to that. Speaking Absolutely. of Bernadette Peters and Gypsy, um, John, who is your favorite Mama Rose? I would be Bernadette Peters and Gypsy. Mm. <gasps> this is a nice room full of yes men for me. Oh, <laughs> yes. I would, I would... She's the best one. The honey. only one, the only one that rivals it for me is a bootleg I watched of Tyne Daly. All which, right, I have heard good things. I, about I've it. watched a few clips which of that. Yes, I'm also, but. and but that also just might be nostalgia as well for me because the Tyne Daly recording was the first one I ever had. Mm. And even though she is like sick and the vocally least impressive Rose, I will listen to that cast recording all the time. But I remember where I sat for Bernadette Peters in Gypsy with Tammy Blanchard. I I was that close to peeing myself. I yeah. I wore out my VHS of the of the taped Tony performance of her. Rose's turn. Oh, that like, Rose's turn is I wore it so out. iconic. It that is. That Rose's turn is devastating because that Rose's turn also goes a little bit into Betty Davis, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Mm-hmm. Like she's the little like little girl star, and you see like flashes of that in a way that I don't think other Roses have had. Like she just has so many qualities to her Rose that 
are so specific to her and she found she put so much of herself in that part um well because of her history with it too because she started that was like one of her first gigs was baby june on tour on the tour of gypsy and so like i mean it's 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 brilliant i mean she's obviously brilliant but it's just like the whole full circle depth that you get from her performance absolutely because you see i think it also is so special because her whole sort of baby june dainty june grown up vibe Mm. gives so much insight into just how world rocking it is when june leaves and when louise becomes the more famous one yeah like you see her be like but june is me right louise is not me and louise is the more successful one yeah like you see how she literally cannot fathom that Uh the person she like doesn't relate to that she didn't spend the time on is the one that is is the one that, getting success the one that yeah. she didn't expressly mold after well, herself yeah because all the time and energy she put into baby june and daddy june's act yes and then like just threw louise onto a stage with a boa and was like just do it once at star billing and we'll get out of here yeah and louise does her own thing with it and i don't yeah. know it was that was also the first time i ever watched it um where i was so keenly aware of how bad the acts were like yes. of the dandy june baby june acts because i know they really kind of tried to hit that home with Lapone's Gypsy and like I maybe because the revelation had already happened to me. Yeah. Seriously, mom's email. Uh, the the revelation already happened to me just like it is all Your photo right. reeled in interest from Peter P44. <laughs> I knew something good would happen. Oh no. Your photo reeled in interest. I didn't know that that's how like they phrased it on the old match. That's tremendous. Oh, that is God. your mom's a cat. I want to see this Ooh, fucking photo. You just met my mom. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, no, but I want to see the I photo. I want to see what she gets to lure the men. Yeah, what it's, photo do you use? I think it's. I, I don't know. I convinced her at one point back when she had a Tinder to use a bathing suit picture of her of oh, herself. It was yes, a it's girl. a one, it's a one piece. It's a tasteful. It's a, one it's a very piece. tasteful one. She's a very tasteful one piece. She's by the edge of the pool, but for a long time it was like always her in a very posed photo with like a gallery or something like that doing a yeah. finger on the chin oh sort wow of thing. you know what we all did in in middle school and yeah point. and i said no 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 do the photo uh, do the bathing suit one you know we'll see what happens and she's like t- her tinder blew up so i wonder if she's using that one maybe or, see i always tell people to use your worst photos possible so that then when they see you they're like oh my god like it's so much better than the opposite, which oh, is yeah. like yeah. where they yeah. go. Oh, so what was the filter you used for that photo again? Yeah, yeah uh, if you are, are you, if you are full of chins and you show up with like nary two chins, they go. That's gonna be true love. That's exciting. That's say yes to the dress. That's that is say yes to the dress. That's some bullshit oh, right God. there. Uh, Sorry, Brenda. Did, did you have your tickets for her dolly yet? Or are you? I do not. Okay. I do not. It's it's, I it's a it's do. a reunion. She'll be back at the Schubert, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm so excited um, for that. Trying, uh, but you know that also we mentioned this last week. You know that Lapone originally was supposed to do this dolly. The, yeah. Oh yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or at least she tried to, and then yes. Jerry Herman. Cheers. Yeah. Crazy. Which it's like add, it's gonna add it to the list of things that. Patty is frustrated about with Bernadette Peters. But, like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not, it's not a hate. It's more like a good for you, but I wanted it, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I like to imagine it a full-fledged... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I can't imagine <laughs> anyone has a, has an actual uh, feud with Bernadette Peters. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, get, in her, get within two feet of her, and you're just like... Let me give you a kidney. Yes. What do you need? Yeah. When I, I mean, I have so many photos of the back of her head. <laughs> when, like, because when Absolutely. I went, when I was at the Beauty and the Beast premiere earlier in the year at Lincoln Center, um, like mm. literally, um, I was walking by and someone just grabbed my arm and I was like, what? And they just squeeze. And I was like, what? And I turn and she's just sitting, like, she's just standing there a foot away from me. And I was like, mother, <laughs> like, it, mama, 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 mama. <laughs> It was it was so beautiful, and so I did what any full blooded American male would do, which is just try to sneak as many pictures for her as she waited for Joel Gray, who was apparently late. It was one of the oh best God. like five minutes of my life, just sitting there documenting Bernadette Peters as she was waiting for Joel Gray. Yep. I actually wasn't gay before that moment. I was just kidding, and then like when literally. My, when my family was in town for my graduation from NYU, we sat at Sardi's. And the next table was Terrence McNally and Donna Murphy. 
they were just like sitting together at the table and I was just like I'm I actually <laughs> I, was I have I actually have Terrence McNally's email due to just sheer gumption I was at an event that I had no business being at right. that was honoring him and uh Aronson Flaherty and I had they were like passing around a lot of uh hors d'oeuvres and a lot of free booze mm-hmm. so clearly like for every hors d'oeuvre I had I had two glasses of wine um so and like they waited three hours until they actually did the event and half an hour before we're all starting to get filed in I see him on a chaise lounge with Tyne Daly and Zoe Caldwell Jesus Christ. right and I'm with uh the person who brought me there and I'm just like, and I'm drunk enough to be brave, but not so drunk that I'm not eloquent. Right. And I was, it was like that perfect balance. I was like, Ugh. I was like, if I don't do this now, I'll never do it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a YouTube account on uh, called Aurora Spider Woman that has just like some of the best Broadway shit you'll ever see, like Andrew Keenan Bolger and Aaron Carter and Susicle, uh Donna Murphy in Wonderful Town, wow, Melissa wow, Erico wow. in One Touch of Venus. But he has Audra and Zoe Caldwell in like their tete-a-tete uh, in master class and i like run up to the chaise lounge and i go i'm so sorry i have to say this you know mr mcnally miss caldwell there is a video of master class on youtube totally legal it's brilliant and i turn to tyndale and i'm like i'm such a huge fan and tyndale and i had some banter it's like the high- highlight of my life but terrence mcnally goes here's my email i want this link and i now have his email address on my on my email address book oh my damn. right and we're actually we have a competition that we'll be starting whoever gets us the most followers gets terrence mcnally's emails yeah so that's our that's our new that's our new um yeah. whoever, whoever whoever can get me the most instagram followers next week gets gets terrence mcnally's email yeah um so fun fact as much as I want to continue this, I we this is the longest we've ever recorded. Yes. So I sh- we should probably come to a close no, soon. I have to go to therapy. He has to go hour. to he has to he has to go to therapy. And also, there was something I wanted to do today, but there's not going to be enough time. So I'm going to give a little preview. So Natalie, Great. we have a little segment uh, that we call Jukebox That Musical. Great. We take the song catalog of somebody and we turn it into a musical. So I currently have one down the pipeline, and it is called Sickening, a musical adaptation of All About Eve using the song catalog of Taylor Swift. Yes. Wow. Starring Bianca Del Rio as Marco Channing and Valentina as Eve. Oh Ooh. my god. What a twist. That's tasty. It, it is tasty. Directed by Eva Van Hoffe. Um and, oh, wow, wow, wow. and choreographed Speaking by Andy, Bam. Right? Um so I wanted to do that today, but there's not enough time. So that's our little teaser for next week. Um and then maybe somewhere down the line. Actually, Natalie, I would like to have you back because there's another segment we're gonna start doing soon called Musical Redemption, where we dissect a musical that did not do so well back in the day Ooh. and you know really kind of figure out if it deserves a better fate and the one that i want to start with is a favorite of both yours and mine smile oh yes mm-hmm. another one of my stage door glory day shows i wasn't in it i wasn't in it natalie was in it i was I she was. was cookie wilson she had a solo in young and american yes uh that would be a show that I would like Natalie to come back for because Natalie I has like inside yeah. knowledge about it. Like now. Natalie Brilliant. did shine on a stage, I which did. is like one of my dreams uh-huh. to do that song. Typical on stage. high school great. senior. I was song. moved to the back because I couldn't do a pot de bourree. I was <laughs> supposed to be in the front and I got that... moved to the back. Oh, Jeff Murphy. Um, so that'll be Natalie's next time with us on uh, Broadway Breakdown. And next week we'll have Sickening. Very exciting! I can't wait to share it with you, John. I can't wait for it either. <laughs> so I had like I feel so bad. I had everything like ready to go. I bu- I made a couple of uh, audio clips of Alyssa Edwards that makes its way into it. <laughs> Ooh, God! Whatever you love it. I do. I do. I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, another thing is that we just never know truly really how to wrap these how up. End? Yeah. Mm. How does one end? Oh well, we always pick a diva to play us out. That we do. So Natalie, well, would you like to pick like a famous musical theater diva to, to ooh, play us out? Ooh, Last ooh, week we did Bernie. We yeah, we've done so far. We've done Bernie. We've done Judy Kuhn. We've done Elaine Page. Bet. Bet. Uh, have we done? Uh, Bet. Who? Who's another one? We're forgetting one. We are forgetting one. Eh, it'll come to us. Um. But anywho, let's do like a little. We're doing old maid. We're doing Audra's old maid from Perfect. Time in the Shade. That's Done. it. That's hey. it. Great. You did it. So this is Broadway. God, don't let me live and die alone. <laughs> so this has been Broadway Breakdown. I'm Matt Koplick. I'm 
been John Wiscavish. I've been Natalie Walker. Mm-hmm. And uh, tune in next week for uh, a little bit of sickening. Take it away, Audra. My dress is too tight. My skin is a lie all over. It's turning to night and yet not a sign of rain. I'm all tied up. My clothes seem to be on fire. They're tying me up and burning me to the bone. Why won't it rain? Please let it rain. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.